episode 90 with my buddy Rafi Garbushin. He's been on, I think now might be the fourth time. Uh, he had a baby. So we talked that experience, how that all all went down, and um, mentioned to him that there's no real playbook for kids. So he's got a cool little website and social media, Real Parents, R-E-E-L Parents. Um, you can catch that on all social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, etc. Uh, we also talked about some of the world problems, um, this whole uh, Silicon Valley bank thing that's happening. Uh, we got into some politics. Uh, always a great conversation with him. So let's get into it. Episode 90 with Rafi Garbushi. What's up, man? You doing okay? Doing good, man. Can't complain. Thanks for having me on the show, Mike. Yeah, it's been um, long talked about. Finally, uh, <laughs> get you on yeah. here. You're kind of busy. Thank you you, uh, you might have had a kid. Is that what just happened recently? The dad life, man. The dad life. It's 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 a trip, man. It's a trip. I don't know what to say. It's uh, it's life changing for sure. Let me ask you something. As soon as that dad comes out, do the dad jokes automatically uh, appear? Oh, I've been practicing for years, Mike, and now I just let loose. And I'm I, I, at work. They're just like, well, it's okay. Like we'll let we'll let that pass. Nice of you to admit that you've had dad jokes your whole life, man. I love it, man. Yeah, I know. I'm with you on that. It's kind of a look forward moment because, like, you say a stupid dad joke and everybody just stares at you. It's so much fun, right? Plus, you, you've met my dad. I, I like. I gotta live up to the king, man. He's he's the best at those. You said king, and you are 100. percent Correct. He's got the greatest dad jokes in the oh, world. I'm happy you said it. And he, he's you. a rhymer, so I, he rhymes everything. Yeah. We uh, we call it Simonisms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we trademarked it. How's that uh, time change for you? I slept three hours yesterday, Mike. Yeah, and that had nothing to do with the time change. That was more about the kid, I'm sure, right? No, I would have slept for four hours if I could have. And, uh, you know, the government robbed me of an hour. Yeah. <laughs> they rob you more than that. And and what about what about this weather? Do you think we'll ever see summer again? Yeah, everyone keeps saying that, man. It'll pass. It'll pass. The economy will get back to normal. The weather will come back. Let's just enjoy it, man. I'll tell I'm, you what, I tell you I'm confident. In California, how what percentage of Californians are here because of the weather in your opinion? That's a good question. I'd say 75, 80, I would say 85% confidently. Good number. So yeah. when the weather is like this, because you're here for the weather, when the weather yeah. is like this, shouldn't we get a break on our taxes? Yeah, but I, you're right, Mike, but here's what pisses me off the most. Let's talk, let's talk government for a second. Let's get political. Every how many years we're in a drought, severe drought warning, Stop watering your lawns and the freeways like going with their shit water. It's fine. But we get trillions of gallons of water in like three days. And our plan for this is to dump it into the ocean as fast and quickly as possible. And then job well done. And then, uh, you know, six months later, they're like, hey, 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 stop watering your lawns. We're in a drought. Who would have thought? You know, who could have seen this coming? These are those who are in charge of our lives, man. <sighs> Wild, right? They pat themselves. Yeah, they pat themselves on the back like, yeah, good job. I think they contain 15% of our rainwater. The rest of it goes yeah. into the ocean. Mike, why would you want free water? Yeah. 
Well, I was telling I was telling people actually the governor in California. I would think that these days when when it rains, they're probably bad days for him because then he's unable to control you to do the laundry, to take showers, to water your lawn. Right? It's like, oh no, we have too much water now. I can't tell you what to do. Oh no, we have too much water now. I can't tell you. I can't tax you on water that you're gonna use. Like these are bad days for him. He he would love to just hold up all clouds at all times and make sure no water or precipitation drops ever. I will say this, Mike, the government, the city of Burbank gave us $400 tree. We got a mini Magnolia tree with like a shade program. And my wife's like, this is too good to be true. They don't just give you trees. I'm like, I don't know. Read the fine print. It's a tree. It's worth 400 bucks. We got to take care of it forever. What? That's fine. But what do you yeah, mean? What are you we talking filled about? Out, so, so the city gave us a tree. 400 bucks is a nice tree. It's like 10 feet tall. Perfect. And then a few months later, they're like, you cannot water your lawn for more than once or twice a week. They killed like 500, 600 bucks worth of damage on all the plants that I bought. But they gave us a tree. So it's like they give in one hand and take in the other. It's never free. They gave you the tree because they... It was a a citywide uh, program where it's like... If you want shade and it'll help reduce on your cooling costs, if you're willing to plant a tree on your property, they'll give you one. So in one hand, they give it. And on the other hand, they take it. And did you guys ask for it or was it forcibly yeah. given? Oh, we, we got it. Okay. We, 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 and we had like a list of trees to choose from. What? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, man. What do you think about this state? You think you'd ever move out? My wife and I ask each other that question all the time. I, we we won't just because you know our families are here. Yeah. But oh my god, it's a big world. I'd move to Hawaii in a heartbeat. I told her that I was like, let's just go to Hawaii right oh now. God. We want to retire in Hawaii. Let's just skip fifty years of heartache and retire now. I'll open a scuba shop. Just call it like Rafi's Tourism and get all the armos. I'll make them kebab. I'll do tourists like any whatever tourism stuff you want. Scuba instructor, that's me. Coffee, that's me. Like, whatever. I'm the guy all the armos come see, and I'll do it in Hawaii. I'll open a business. I'll figure it out. That, that was my plan. And, but, what, and uh, what's stopping I, her from, from opening up Rafi's uh, do-it-all? Our family, man. Our yeah. family's here. I'll uh, say that that'll be my retirement plan. I can't wait. What about you, Mike? What's your what's your retirement plan? Where do you, you want to go to Catalina? Retire, play bingo. What's your dream? <laughs> That's good. I like that. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't live or retire there, but I would spend a lot okay. of time there. Yeah, oh, the you, best. You Paradise. said it though. You said it though. California is not an easy place to leave. Yeah. Most of the time, the weather is good. We've got family that's keeping us behind. But yeah. man, there's, I, there's a huge I, exodus of this state, man. A huge exodus. A lot of friends are taking off. They've had enough. Hey, you well, know, and, you mean, know and, and listen, I'll, I'll be the first to admit that I even told those friends, man, you're going to be right back because you're going to hit mm-hmm. a storm. You're going to hit a tornado. You're going to hit thunder and lightning. You're going to have really bad weather. You're going to miss us. You're going to miss your friends. They, they say, no, as soon as we got there, it felt like home. I'm talking about Texas. I'm talking about Tennessee. I'm talking about uh, Idaho. And they th- think about California. They talk about California. They see the news about California and they just laugh their asses off and they're like you guys are all a bunch of dummies living there well i born and raised californian mike uh, most of the people i know who moved out came back uh, family friends older younger here's my take on it and my old job from the ceo all the way to the custodian 
Everyone had two jobs. It's funny. The CEO had two jobs. The custodian had two jobs. And I was they talk to everybody. So, you know, they, they're open with it. I had two jobs, like side jobs, side hustles. And I just feel like that's what it takes to survive in California. And if I was to leave California, I would just, you know, get like a 15-bedroom mansion for a fraction of the cost. And you just coast it. You just be content with it. And you wouldn't, you'd, you'd look back and be like, why work that hard? So I don't want to lose that muscle. You know what I mean? Because it's just not, it's going to be almost impossible to come back. It's yeah. going to be so hard to force yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It's true. It's crazy. The state is not, I don't know how people do it, man. I don't know how a lot of people do it. I really don't. And I believe in living within your means. I believe in not yeah. trying to stay with the Joneses. Like that's not how you should ever live life. Don't ever try to compete with anybody, especially financially. Do your thing, live your life. Don't worry about any other other lives. But it's so difficult. And most families have two or three kids. And man, yeah. feeding your own mouth is is challenging. Feeding four other mouths. Imagine that. Like it's expensive, Mike, as I'm learning each like hey, believe it or not, everybody, children's clothes cost as much as adults' clothes. Oh, like it, you never catch a break. Well, think you about think this. Just big. Think about this, right? Because you have to Put clothes on your daughter, right? You don't have a choice. It's like uh, when your animals are sick, you have no choice but to go to a veterinarian and you're going to pay the bill. You're not going to have insurance for your pet. You're going to pay the bill because you don't have a choice. And they know that, so they'd lock your ass in. Same with children's clothes. Man, I was trying out a, a sweater the other day, and it was a large, and it was $85. So I said, can I try the medium? And I says, hey, how much is the medium? And she says, $85. I says, less clothing. It's less fabric. Why am I paying the same price? No? Imagine kids. The kids are probably the same price, and it's like a fraction of the, of the like, this little sweater. Like, it, it's complete racket. And, and uh uh, on a, on a, on a similar note too, my wife's telling me women's bathing suits, the tops and the bottom, like think about how much fabric that is. It's insane. It's like 40 bucks for a top, 30 bucks for a bottom. And Mike, they sell them separately. Mm. You're yeah. giving, you're giving me ideas, man. I like the margins. Maybe we should get into the business. Clothing, Maybe, man. Clothing business yeah. is rough, man. That's not an easy business, but it's like anything, as you know, it's about marketing, right? If you can market it's true. clothing or anything, probably do a good job in selling you know, the product. Mike, I, I will say, having become a new new parent, all these wild ideas that like problems that I keep coming across as a parent and solutions that I'm coming across, you're going to see me on Shark Tank one of these days inadvertently. I'll, I'll give you an example. Mittens. Uh, do I have any laying around? No. Mittens. They You have to put them on or your kids like little badgers, they'll claw themselves and uh, they'll scratch their face if you don't. Mm-hmm. So you have to have them. But the elastic around them sucks. They, they're they good for a day or two, and then they mm-hmm. fall off. So I was so sleep-deprived day number three that I like we were taking shifts. I give the kid to my wife, and I go to sleep. And in the morning, like in the middle of the day, she's like, you put socks on her hands? And I go, oh, yeah, because the mittens kept falling off. I just improvised. So there you go, entrepreneurs out there. I want to invent a sock that's a mitten, like a mitten sock that has that elastic around the the wrist. So how did you keep keep the sock down, though? Did you put like a rubber band around it? No, the kid socks are surprisingly elastic on the bottom. Understood. But the mittens are not. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I got a question. You're a pretty motivated guy prior to getting married and having a kid. 
do you feel more motivated now to do things? Yeah. yeah? Oh, yeah. Like the switch uh, went off it, it, as soon as the kid came out? I would say when the kid was cooking in the oven, I took on more work than I ever have in my entire life. And right. I purposely, I would take on side jobs, uh, side clients, and then put in 11, 12 hours days at work as well on top of all of that. So I was working from, my days were 6.30, 7 a.m. Some days I'd wake up at 6, and I would work all the way till 1 or 2. Granted, I'd have a lunch at work and uh, two, two and a half hours with my wife during the evening. But as soon as she went to bed, instantly I'm behind the computer grinding. And I was just, my logic was, she's not going to work for so many months. And, we, you know, I, we're, we're dual income in, family, we got to make up that, 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 that income somehow. So I just started scrolling it away, trying to get us out of debt as quickly as I could too. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where is most of your debt? We bought a home. So a shit ton of it was in appliances, believe it or not. Uh, Dishwasher, all the random appliances that you could think of, put it all on 0% interest and just, you know, had a monthly installment plan, just trying to knock it out before the baby came in. But to answer your point directly, Mike, the biggest switch since the kid being born has been time efficiency. Something that would have taken me an hour and 15 minutes to do, I try to knock it out in 20 minutes because I, because you have less time to work. You got to work smarter. You got to be efficient and you're going to be so tired that you don't want to sit there and overthink things. You sit down, you get to work, you get on with your life. Mm. So you, yeah. knock, you knock stuff out. Yeah. You're not big uh, time. So there is a distraction with the kid, but you're saying when there's something on the plate as to a, a task, you you just you get it done. No questions yeah. asked. Yeah. Interesting. Take us through the moment when did her water break or did you guys go through a C-section or how did that work out? So I, I had to get evicted when I was a kid. And I was like almost a 10-pound baby. And my, my daughter, we had a little girl, she, uh, she overstayed her welcome too. So we had to induce. So right up in that until that day and it's funny because at work they're like hey shouldn't you have had a kid by now i was like yeah yeah you know, it's like the 11th we're month. in overtime yeah <laughs> so we we uh up to the last minute i'm like working trying to finish the stuff and uh and, and we go to the hospital and uh we check in and oh my god mike they gave us such a hard time because we had covid two weeks prior by the way we avoided covid for the entire pandemic two weeks before the baby's born I get COVID. Wife gets COVID. Oh She's freaking gosh. out. Yeah. Yeah. Were you guys bad? While I took Paxlovid, my wife just no drugs, no nothing, no, not even Tylenol. She just no medicine, just powered through it all. I was like this in four days. I was done. Yeah. Uh, knocked it out. Poor, poor thing. That was one of the hardest things was watching my wife get COVID, like no medicine whatsoever. Mm. But Mike, how how detailed do you want me to get into this? Because I could walk you through inducing labor, what it was like. What, what would you like to know? Did you have the handy cam like the old dads? Were you, were you no man? None of that. No, 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 no. I uh, I brought a book thinking I was gonna read. You're not gonna read. You know your wife yelling over there. <laughs> did, did she say that You're she loves gonna... you or she wants to kill you? Which one? She was gonna kill me because. My wife's a very strong person. She's one of the strongest women I know. And uh, she had it in her mind. She's like, I don't want drugs. 
I'm going to just wow. power through it until the epidural. And then the doctors and the nurses keep coming in there and they're like, don't you want morphine? This will, you know, it's not good for the baby to be. And my wife's like, I don't want the baby to be drugged up when she's born. And, uh, and, and they just, every like clockwork, she's going through contractions and they keep saying like, do you want morphine? And then I, towards the end of it, I'm just like, take the morphine. I'm like trying, I'm lying down, just my hands over my head. I'm like, take the morphine. And she's like, He's crying, and I'm and then I'm, 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 I'm not trying to make her feel bad. I go, I'm consoling her. I'm like, babe, they're offering you hardcore drugs. Just take it. It just it'll power through until the epidural. And she's like, I don't know why you won't support me on this. And I, I'm like, okay, okay. So then, after you know, he said that, uh, the nurses, the docs, I'm like, back off. She doesn't want the morphine. They're just like, turn around, walk away before. And we already know what they're gonna ask. They they shoo them away. And I'm just there trying to be there for my wife while she's going through the stages of inducing. Uh, that is one thing, Mike, be there for your, for your woman. You guys have a plan, stick to it. They will try to talk you out of it. Like all these doctors and nurses, they could be like amazing salespeople for cars. Like they'll sell you a Lexus if they wanted to switch careers. And they're like trying to talk you out of your plan every every like 15 minutes you know oh everybody does it it's okay you can do it it'll make everything so much better mm. and my wife just stuck to her guns and i respect her a lot for yeah. it yeah and yeah well think about how much money the hospitals be making when they shoot you up with all that crap too right <sighs> i didn't even think of that i just i just figured it make their lives easier and that's what my, my wife later we, we had that talk she's like why do you think they kept pushing it you know because she's like the baby was fine we yeah. didn't really need it and uh yeah okay this this is what i'll tell you and and this is to all the guys out there who are going to go through this inducing is not fun by any means of the imagination it's a multi-step multi-day process they started off by shooting your wife full of uh, a drug to start the inducing labor it dissolves the cervix which can take hours of uh contractions slowly She'll just be t talking and then 45 minutes later, ow, and then nothing for another hour. So there's that. The TV, while this is happening, you guys, the TV only connects speaker to her remote. So don't think you're going to just sit there and watch TV. It's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. So just prepare to sit there in a room, chilling, talking to your wife, hanging out. TV is out for the next few days. Uh, I think we had like a 26 or 28 hour labor. So the first stage cervix finally dissolves. You're officially like in labor at this point. They then have to put in a balloon, Mike. They put a balloon in there to kind of like open up things. Wow. I don't know. Yeah. And that's painful. That's super painful. And it has to open up enough for the balloon to fall. And once the balloon falls out, I think that took 10 hours for us. And my wife, uh, zero to three took like 12 hours three centimeters to 10 took like an hour and a half it was just like this they're like oh whoa what's happening we get everything they just moved everything out of the way and they're like all right what's happening she told me to warn everyone about uh getting the epidural this guy mike the guy the anesthesiologist comes in and uh he's ready to put it in during contraction so my wife is having a contraction and he's gonna stick a needle like this long into her spine and she he's like don't move and she's like don't move can i have a second he's like no 
I got three more appointments to do. So I, I'm just, at this point, I bear hug my wife, holding her arms. And I'm just like, don't, don't move. I'm holding her head with mine like, like a, like a jujitsu match Jeez. happening here so that they could put it into her spine. And then they finally get in there. And she like kicks me and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, don't worry about it. So as soon as they do that instant relief for her, thank God. So we made it. It was one of the hardest, uh, periods of, of just painful, just pain. And I, I absolutely love my wife. She's so incredibly strong. And the end, you feel so bad, Mike. She's going through this pain and you feel absolutely fine. And you're like, <laughs> you, you know, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks. So you're going to have another one? I want five. And uh, my wife wants two. So we're just going to have two. So I have three and a half. That's what I said. She's like, who are you going to have the other one and a half with? Because it's not me. <laughs> wow. Um, damn, there's a lot to unfold there, man. Yeah. Any questions you got, Mike? I had a lot of questions that I didn't even know I had until yeah. you go through it. What kind of questions did you have that got answered? They don't prep you on this stuff, Mike. Yeah. I have Kaiser. I, I, if you do have Kaiser, go to Sunset Kaiser. In the uh, in in Los Angeles, yeah, I was gonna ask. And you, it was one, I was gonna ask you about that. What what? How much is it to induce a baby nowadays? Do I think know? all in for three nights, like a vacation, all in, all inclusive. All inclusive. It came out to like nine hundred bucks. So how much? Three hundred bucks a night. Three hundred bucks. Nine hundred. Oh wow! Does yeah. it have a pool but and a sauna or? No, 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 no sauna. Okay, no. And what about the uh, the actual baby? Like, does your insurance take care of most of that? Yeah, yeah, I they at the very end they just came in, rang the credit card, nine hundred bucks, three hundred dollar copay per night. Then <laughs> they even held us like an extra night. Oh, they gave you I, a night I, for I, free. I, That's amazing. Say one, again. One night free. No, no, they charged us three hundred oh. bucks, but it was worth it. The okay. one, our baby was so fussy that uh, the nurse was like, "She'll, she's like, I'll wash her, bathe her, I'll take care of her for a few hours. You guys sleep." Oh wow! It was the first time I got to sleep in three days. Damn. Damn, yeah, man, it's crazy, huh? Yeah. So you feel the life shift like immediately? Yeah. Oh, oh, Mike, I do. But let me let me tell you this. No yeah. one warned me about it. you. Said what? What didn't you know? Everyone's like, I was so cry. I was crying as soon as my baby was born. This that our baby came out purple, not breathing, and no one told me that this happens. No, I in the movies the baby comes out crying and you cut the cord. But the baby come out, my heart stopped. The baby's purple, and they're just like, "Oh, look, she's out! Look how hairy she is!" And they're rubbing her like, like I'd say six nurses and doctors are all rubbing my daughter, and then they're rubbing her, rubbing her, rubbing her. They rub her so hard she turns pink, and now she starts crying. But she she was uh, she swallowed uh, amniotic fluid. So she came out literally just not breathing. But of course, they have the umbilical cord, so it's like fine. And the nurses and doctors know this, but I no one told me. They're like, hey, pull me aside for a second. Be like, hey, she could come out not breathing. Don't freak out. It happens. So that's something to, to pay attention to. Good to know. Yeah. Call me cautious or paranoid. I brought a Sharpie with me to the to the delivery room. and Because uh, I've heard stories of them like stealing your baby. Okay. So when everyone was tending to my wife and I'm with the newborn, the infant, and no one's looking, I take out the Sharpie and uh, I take out the Sharpie and I, uh, underneath the, the clamp on the umbilical cord, I like do a little signature 
No one sees it. No one knows it's there. That's why my mom's like, how can you trust this random nurse with your baby? What if they steal her? What if they give her the, give you back the wrong baby? For sure. I'm like, I'm like, mom, you didn't raise a fool. I got you covered. I'm like, right here. See my signature. She's like, what signature? I'm like, I stamped it. This is our kid. Look. (laughs) Nowadays. Yeah. That's smart, man. What's, uh, what's your daughter's name? Sarah. Sarah. Nice my wife saying can she say hello of course yeah oh my gosh wow the the doctors and nurses said it's one of the hairiest babies they've ever seen like she had a full set of hair she had eyelashes and eyebrows can you believe that mike damn rough i don't think that's your i don't think that's your kid dude she's too cute she's too cute i'm I'm lucky are you sure that the the sharpie's still uh on her is that the right oh, sharpie? Yeah. Maybe some. Maybe another dad put a sharpie in another kid. Oh, oh my! I'm the luckiest guy. You know how I know she's mine, Mike. Mm. All my weird mannerisms. I like to sleep with my arms up. My kid likes to sleep with her arms up. Nice man. She makes the same noises as me too. It's geez. so funny. Like we'll just be sitting there, and she'll just randomly be like, <laughs> you know, like like she just worked sixty hours this week, mortgage to pay. She's just fine. Like hardest life, this kid. <laughs> I love it. What uh, what time do they usually, what time does she go to bed? So she sleeps whenever you want her not to and doesn't sleep whenever you want her to. That's her schedule. Yeah. So you go to feed her. She knocks out. And then uh, you want to feed her, she's knocked out. You don't want to feed her, she's wide awake. It's the weirdest thing, man. But yeah. typically, she sleeps 12 to 15 hours a day. And uh, basically, every three hours, she'll wake up on a good nap. To wake up every three hours. Sometimes she wakes up every hour on the hour. And uh, right now we're supposed to feed her 19 ounces. Typically that's three ounces at a time. He's being fussy and eating an ounce at a time. So every hour we have to feed her. So Mike, imagine this. Best case scenario, you wake up in the middle of the night, two, three in the morning. You feed her three ounces. You change her diaper and you burp her all within like half an hour. Like trifecta. You just scored a, tr- a three, okay? That's uh, you got a hat trick. I, every time this happens, I'm like, I just scored a hat trick. Mm. Put her to bed, done. Worst case scenario, takes her 45 to an hour to eat. She's not burping, and uh, and she hasn't peed or pooped. Which means this is what that means. That means that she's gonna go to sleep and wake up with the hiccups. Upset, she's got the hiccups, and then she's gonna pee or poop again, and then you're gonna have to feed her again. So basically, she's gonna be pissed off. Yeah, that's that's worst case and best case scenario. I love it though. So you get how many hours of sleep a night? Because my wife's amazing. She's staying home right now. Uh, four to five hours of sleep on a on a good night. Six hours on a great night. Which I was averaging six hours a night anyway. Boom. So if I get to six, perfect. Yeah, that's good. on a bad night. Bad night is three hours. When Sarah cries though in the middle of the night you wake up right so if i tell my wife wake me up so i can help too so you could get bed to get to bed quicker some nights i'll sleep through it because i'm so tired and my wife just powers through it Mm. and i get upset i'm like why didn't you wake me up but on fridays and saturdays she'll just give me the kid and i'll happily take her so she could sleep so i try to stay up as late as i can on fridays and saturdays yeah so yeah that's amazing man congratulations she is thank you. really cute. Yeah, thank no, you. I'm not, and I'm not just saying that. 
She's very Thank cute, you. man. She's a very cute baby. What would be the ultimate goal for your daughter? My wife keeps saying she's going to be tall, and I keep immediately responding with D1 baby. D1. So if so, if I, I, D1 I just, of I just any want sport. her to be. Yeah. Huh? D1 of any sport. I, I, I want her to be a D1 athlete, and I'd love for her to have D1 athlete babies. That's that's the dream. That'd be awesome. If we can have that. No, I just want her to be happy and healthy, to be honest with you. I want her to learn stocks and be financially secure the rest of her life so that she doesn't have to rely on anyone. She doesn't have to rely on us. She doesn't have to rely on a, a guy or, or anyone. She could just figure out her own way in life, pursuing whatever she wants. That's That's my goal for her. If we can somehow figure out how to instill that in her i'd be I'd, I'd feel like we accomplished you know what we're set out to do and be a d1 athlete and that's just we're gonna try <laughs> it's in us man okay so like do you give everybody the story this this is the story of of everybody's life i mean this is one of the greatest stories greatest stories i've ever heard is between rafi and his mother lucy and Lucy is a uh, controlling mother, a controlling woman, a strong, sweet, strong woman, sweetheart, sweetheart, like no bad bone. Oh yeah, will do anything for anybody. But like you said, very strong, very strong-minded uh, woman. And she was coaching Rafi and his friends in a call it a Boy Scout league, an Armenian league. Uh, for kids that are probably 10 years old. And go ahead, Roth, you could take it from there. Now, which, Mike, which which story are we talking about? Because believe it or not, one. I got there, quite a bit. There's only Wait. one. The the, the uh, swimming. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So let me paint the picture, you guys. I'm playing on the older league. My mom's the coach. And this is what people assume naturally. Your mom's the coach. You're getting favoritism. You're playing. You're starting every game. Not with my mom. Because I'm playing on an older division. Uh, just to preface this, you guys and girls, I asked my mom one day later, heart to heart. I'm like, Mom, why did you always force me to play with people two years older than me as a child? They're like giants, you know? People literally a foot taller than me in basketball where height literally is 90% of it. And she goes, because... You could have played with your teammates and you would have started and played, but I wanted you to know what it felt like to be a champion. She's like, I wanted you to know what it felt like to be on a winning team, to feel like a champion. That's why. I don't care if you played. I wanted you to practice with people better than you. I wanted you to struggle and I wanted you to know what it felt like to be a champion. I really respect that. Like that's profound looking at it that's, now that I'm older. That's the female version of Phil Jackson. That's Phil. literally that's Phil right there. Yeah. 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 So that's my mom. I love her. Like Mike said, she's a champion herself and she's an athlete her whole life. She played basketball for forever. So championship game. I'm so excited. I'm like, yes, they were undefeated and we're reversing one of the like biggest rivalry teams we could have. These people had like 20 people on their team. At least six of their starting players had fake passports so that they could play in younger divisions because it was that big of a rivalry. And, uh, and, and I'm so excited. And there was only like eight of us, you know, maybe nine of us. I go and my mom pulls me aside and she's like, you excited? I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. Mom. Um, championship game we're gonna win i'm like i'm gonna cheer so hard and she's like uh buddy i have uh 
you have a good opportunity here. I'm like, ah, no, we're going to win a championship. And she's like, no, no, no. I just found out that, uh, I just found out that there's a swim meet with only one person <laughs> competing. And I'm like, okay, what is that? That's like, are we going to go to that after the game? Like, what, what are you thinking? And she's like, no, if you participate in that swim meet, you guaranteed get second place out of one of two, you'll place, you'll get a medal. I'm like, yeah, my mom, we're, we're, we've got a championship game to win and I can't wait to play. Like we're going to give it our all. And she's like, you're not going to play Roth. Like I, I hate to tell it to you, but like, I don't, I cannot see an instant where we're going to look at you and be like, you're in. She's like, but if you go to this, you guaranteed you're in the championship you're playing. And I'm like, all right, I'll think about it. And I'm like, all right, I thought about it. I want to play in the game. And she's like, that's the wrong answer, Roth. I already got your swimsuit. So uh, it's, it's at the same time. And I remember, I'll never forget it, Mike. I'm standing there on like that platform. And this guy, I look to my left. I, this guy's got a Speedo on and like that cap. And I look to my right. Like everyone's like all like stretch. And now I'm just doing basketball stretches. I don't know what else to do. I'm not a professional swimmer. I'm in a swim meet. And I'm just wearing like like a Quicksilver board shorts, you know, and these guys have Speedos on. <laughs> and uh, I'll never forget it. No one gave me any pep talk like having a kid same same scenario later in life literally they shoot a gun like out of a movie and it scared the shit out of me i fell in the pool and uh by the time i like get up i'm disoriented i look up and the guy's halfway across the pool and i think it was a there and back like a 200 meter maybe there back there back something like that and i was a good swimmer back then and uh and I, i remember i just look up i swallowed water i'm spitting out and this kid's halfway across the pool mike and I look to my right, the guy is equally as disoriented as I am. And I was like, oh, they roped you into this too. And then it was on. I'm like just swimming as hard as I could because I want to beat this guy. I'm like, this isn't going to go to waste. There's no one in the crowd cheering for me. Like the ref is kind of like, let's go, you know. I'm just going as hard as I can. Ugliest strokes. And I'll never forget it, Mike. I got second place. It's the, my favorite medal I've ever won. And uh, – of course, my basketball team came in first, and they continued to get like 10 more championships after that every year. But, oh, man, I'll never forget it. Did she break the news and to I, you at home or at the gym or what? At at the gym. Like, like the team is going in, Mike, and we're dressed in our jerseys, oversized jerseys, and everyone's going in, Mike. And she pulls me aside. She's like, wait a second. I got to talk to you. And I'm thinking she's going to be like hyping me up. Like, listen you got to give it an extra 110% like that pep talk. And she's like, nah. And, uh, and Manu was there too. I remember like he came out, like it was just my mom and I, and then out of nowhere, like Manu came out with a, from behind a tree with a bag of my services. <laughs> <laughs> and look, everybody, before you judge, let, let me, ex- let, me ex- let me explain the logic here. It's it's a small Armenian school, and you could only win so many medals. So my mom's logic is, let's just get the school as many medals as we can. And she knew I'd get a medal. So, Oh, my gosh. I man. know. Absolutely incredible story. Uh, One of my favorites of your mom. I mean, I love and there's, there's tons of them. Wow. Mike, it's my favorite medal till today. I still have it. My second place. You have my it? second place. Where yeah, second it? second place medal, and it's got like red, white, and red, blue, and orange mm-hmm. around the around the side of it. <laughs> oh man, 
So good. So what are you doing? You have you got like a website or something you're starting with um, how to raise a you, kid or something or what? What are you doing? Mike, uh, you remember uh, you remember I've been doing TikTok. I've been having fun with that on my personal. So I made a TikTok on how to set up a what do they call it? They call it like a playpen. Uh, what is it called, babe? It's called a pack and play. So how to set up a pack and play. We're, I'm like, this is going to be fun to, to, to watch. So I set one up and I'm recording us setting it up. It is about a 45 second video. One shot, shot and done. Got a half a million views on TikTok, and everyone's commenting. That's exactly how it went for us. Mm. So what I started is I started a, a parenting social media page just to tell you like the real experiences of what it's like raising a kid. That's exactly, that's all I'm trying to do. And there's uh, so baby, many baby. that can relate to that. Is this, yeah. a, it's a TikTok page or? So I made a TikTok, I made an Instagram. I call it real parents, R-E-E-L parents, uh, because Instagram reels, why not? So all of it's going to be like Instagram reels and TikTok short form video content. I'll tell you, uh, basically it's for all my friends who are going to have kids. My wife did a ton of research, just learn from, her learn from our mistakes, learn from our lessons learned. Uh, I, I'm writing blogs for it. I'm making video content for it. Uh, I'll, I'll share everything you should and shouldn't do on your registry. Like the shusher. Do we have it? No, the shusher is complete waste of money. Don't bother. Just get a hatch. All these things. I'll save you time and energy. Uh, it, uh, we, we spent hundreds of hours researching this stuff, Mike. I like the idea. I like the concept a lot because I've always said there's no playbook for being yeah. a parent, right? And everybody, everybody's kids different, right? Think, you know, situations could be different and you're going to parent differently. But like, I think the basics of stuff, if you can tell those who are maybe newly parents or are going to be parents, I think it's a really cool concept, man. That's good. I like that. Hey guys, it's Mike. I'm here to tell you about my favorite product, Nero Gum. As you know, I take it after my lunches in the afternoon for that pick-me-up second half. It's gum with B vitamins, L-theanine. It's got no sugar, soy-free, vegan. Go to getnero.com, promo code no wasted days, get your 10% off. Let's get back to my conversation with Rafi. Thank you, Mike. And uh, one thing I'm doing different, I'm not putting my kid on social media at all. Like this, you saw Sarah, it was the First time I've posted her, you know, I don't know if you post this video online. I've never posted a video, a photo. I like refuse to. I don't know. I just I do social media for a living. I I I know what it's like to have a digital footprint, and I'll let my kid let her decide when she's older how she wants to represent herself online. That's up to her. I don't, you know, in, in this is a weird concept we never even thought about. In twenty years, what's going to happen when? Mike, imagine your baby pictures were all online right now. Imagine all, all of that, uh, your first steps, all of these things, these private intimate moments or, you know, an algorithm recommends it to you on a, on a, you know, hey, on this day 20 years ago, yeah. guess what happened? So you're preaching to the choir here because I'm, I'm private when it comes to that stuff too. Yeah. And I don't have any children yet, but I don't think I'm going to put my kids on social media either. I just live your own life, man. Like, yeah. why do you have to tell everybody about it? Like you, you have group chats that you can text people about those that you really care. Yeah. So, look, at, at the end of the day, we all know social media is a, an attention grabber. Like you're trying to get attention, make yourself feel better about things and likes and comments and stuff. And it's, it's kind of ruined us. 
It's ruined society. It's ruined us as people. The last thing you want to do is put your kids on there. And, but to each his own, again, we started talking about this. So it's your life. You get to live it. I don't have to live your life as you don't have to live my life. So you don't have to tell me what to do. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But in my opinion, I think all that should be separated. It should be stayed private. I think it should be a text message. Mike, look at my yeah. kid. Sarah was born eight pounds, six ounces. You know, she's beautiful. She's, uh, you know, this and that, whatever. Um, you don't have to put that on social media, man. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed, Mike. I, 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 I don't know. I'm uh, old school. We print out a picture. We'll send you a mail. We'll po- send you a postcard, you know? Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm with you. And then it'll be interesting. My wife's on board, too. She's like, hey, you know, I'll post a picture whenever. I don't care. I'm not in a rush. Want to wait a year, two years, or never. Well, it makes no difference to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think about the uh, – I'm going to switch gears big time right now. And I sure, want to talk sure. about the Silicon Valley Bank. Ooh, SV – what is it? SVB, right? Yeah. Silicon Valley Bank. Yeah. 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 What do you think about all that? So you're speaking my language, man. This is, I do social media for a living, but I got a business background. I love, I love this stuff. I nerd out on it. How detailed do you want to get into this, Mike? Well, uh, do you want to know why from, it happened? From what I know, and I could be wrong, but from what I know, it's a, a Silicon Valley bank and they were funding tech companies and they had like 10 year bonds. And, yeah. and they wanted to cash out on those bonds because the tech companies weren't doing so well. And when they cashed out, they lost a ton of money because you got to wait for that bond to mature, which is 10 years. And when you take it prior to that, you lose a lot of cash, I'm assuming. Yeah. And, and now they don't have the capital or the cash to then pay those who have deposits in the bank. Yeah, Mike, you, you nailed it. It's a uh... The, the, the detail of it is if you're like a SaaS company, a service as a, as a software as a service company, SaaS, you go to Bank of America or Chase, they will give you a loan based on your actual revenue, but your account's receivable. Maybe it's once a year you get paid, you charge them $100,000. So technically your net 45 or your net 30 cash flow may not be much, but for the year you're scheduled to get a million dollars, but you have to wait until you know month number 12 let's just say so a lot of these uh venture uh these uh startups they couldn't get funding because of this it was an obstacle they could go to venture funding or they can go to a bank and what uh what this bank did was they they started uh calculating the value of these companies a little different and uh and because of that they were able to get loans uh for it so it was basically the perfect storm their most majority of their clients it's they said 97% wasn't FDIC insured. So 97% of their depositors had more than a quarter million dollars in the bank. So tech is heavily based on future earnings. So when interest rates are high, your cash flow is worth uh, your, your, your business. You want to go for high cash flow businesses today. So energy does well in that kind of environment. High cash flow producing businesses do well. Tech, which is based on future earnings, gets discounted. So all these over multiples that that uh, zero interest environment was uh, yielding, uh, it gets cut in, in significantly. So all of a sudden you go from here down to here. So their clients are worth substantially less on paper. And as you said, they had bonds at 2%, 3% that they locked in for 10 years. And what happens if you get a bond today, you get an I bond that like anywhere from six to 9%, depending on what the Fed does. Why would you want to buy a bond yielding two or 3% when you can get one today for six or 7%? 
That's why those bonds were worth less. So they liquidated a good chunk of them. I suspect they went out and tried to get additional venture funding. And that's when those people like Peter Thiel uh, blew the whistle on it and uh, and then just caused a bank run, a good old-fashioned bank run. Now, here's what I propose to you, Mike. A lot of these people in Silicon Valley were championing and, and outcrying that student loans shouldn't be forgiven, small government, this and that. And, and then all of a sudden, lo and behold, they're screaming, uh, we got a contagion, black swan event. This is going to take down the financial market. The government has to come in and bail out these depositors, which truthfully, through the no fault of their own, we're going to lose it all. Companies like Roku, Roku had $500 million in this bank, and it's gone. It's just tied up. Uh, it could take months before they get that money back. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you think eventually one of the bigger banks will take take Silicon Valley? Yeah, of course. Uh, they, they, of course. Uh, big, bigger fish eats the smaller fish. And, and, and what this is going to do, Trump repealed Glass-Steagall, which then made it even looser regulatory environment. Uh, it, it banks, uh, banks are required to be less. Uh, basically, banks are less restricted now. To, they they can they can go wild. Uh, it's not the worst thing, but it can lead to black swan events like this. So here's what's going to happen, Mike. These top four banks, Bank of America, Chase, are going to get even bigger. They're going to be too big to fail. You're going to put all your money in there if you're smart. Uh, uh, entrepreneur, you have a company or a CEO, you put your money in Chase. Chase goes down, the government's going to bail it out because it'll take the economy down with it. Mm-hmm. So I, it, it makes no sense to to keep your money in the smaller banks. What I would do is uh, I would look into the, the bank's loans because from what I'm hearing, they would give your company, Mike, uh, like an $8 million loan on the contingency. You may have to keep $8 million of deposits on their banks. That could potentially be a predatory loan if that's true. So I would as a use that as a loophole to look into that as predatory banking practices and then come in and, uh, and, and bail out the depositors. Don't just come in and give free money. Come in there and look and investigate and see if any laws were broken. Uh, I would also probably want to raise the FDIC insurance to 25 million if it's a company and put some kind of restrictions that if you have that kind of an account, the bank has to keep some kind of reserves in in, uh, in government bonds so that it's 25 million insured, but then it's safer. I don't know. You said you, to, think? you said to take your money out and if you're banking with smaller banks, because do you think this then makes them a smaller bank vulnerable though? I mean, if they're not holding, if they're not holding any money from tech companies, if they're industrial well, type, uh, industrial type uh, capital in their banks, I mean, just because they're a small bank doesn't mean they're going to fail, right? I agree. I, I first of all think anyone with a quarter million dollars or less has nothing to worry about. Yeah. It's all insured. Even if you're at you're at a bank or a or a what do you call it credit union, yeah. those are also insured. Different insurance, but they're insured. I would just not keep all of my money in one single bank. That's that's the lesson learned here. There's a book. Uh, it's a statistic book. Uh, Taleb Nassim, uh, he's a Lebanese guy, statistician. He wrote Black Swan. He coined the term. And he, I think his third iteration of, of that series is called Anti-Fragile. Here you have a fragile bank. You have a fragile banking system. You keep all your money in that bank. A bank run happens. Boom. It, it, it all implodes. So the lesson here is, Put your money in different accounts. 
that's the lesson. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I agree. If if you've got a lot of cash sitting in a bank, I don't I think that's a good idea. Agreed. Yeah, I think you put it in stocks, bonds, and then you spread it out with multiple multiple banks. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Sure. But, uh, you know, I, I think that this is something that is going to slowly dissipate too. I think it'll, it's going to be one of those things that, um, I mean, Biden today said nobody has anything to worry about. The government's going to take care of it. But actually, that's our money. That's, that's the yeah. people's money. It's not the government's money. The government doesn't have this business to take care of things. Like, that's, that's actually the people's money. So he's saying, well, we're, not, "We're you, you, the people will not take care of that. You're like you're not going to be responsible for that. The government will be responsible for that. But, the, but the funds are actually from the people, right?" I, I Mike, I, I, look, here's my here's my unpopular opinion. If we have money to spend on uh, Ukraine, we can bail out these companies like Roku, who, through no fault of their own, besides their uh, risk management snafu, and same with the bank. They're about to lose uh, half a billion dollars worth of uh, money and then potentially uh, lay off a lot of people, further exacerbating the, the economy. You know, the, the, these are American jobs, American people. My heart goes out to them. I know I, I don't want anyone to have ill will towards fellow Americans. But, yeah, you're right. It's taxpayer money at the end of the day. If you have no problem with the government bailing out banks, you shouldn't have any problem with uh, uh, student loans being forgiven. You shouldn't have any problem with tax breaks being given to middle class. You shouldn't have any problem with uh, safety, social safety nets, because it's all the same. It, it's no different. It's your tax funding going to helping Americans, all of it. Why do you think we're sending so much money to Ukraine? I think it's an easy way of, first of all, I think uh, the military industrial complex lobbies to get more budget and uh, their entity and that's their job is to get more funds to their business. And two, there's a opportunity. What was it? Kissinger, I think, who said, uh, don't waste a good crisis or something along those lines. These people see an opportunity to, uh, to, to attack Russia or take advantage of something Russia's trying to do and uh, stand in, in, you know, be a pain in Russia's ass. Essentially, they've been, again, my un unpopular opinion my heart breaks for the people of Ukraine, the people who, through no fault of their own, are stuck in the middle of all of this and they're becoming refugees and their homes are being destroyed while two you know, nations are playing war against each other and their men, brothers, sisters, they're all going to war and, and losing lives uh, on, you know, again, through no fault of their own. So I, I just think that America, I look, I wish we took the diplomatic approach and uh, rallied the rest of Europe to come together and say, we're going to put crippling sanctions on, on Russia and force them to negotiate. What do you want? You want Crimea? Crimea? Is that what, is that what you want? Do you want to stop the expansion of NATO? Then let's talk, let's come to a peace deal uh, and, and stop this war before it escalated, not send them guns and munitions and literally just, it's such a powder keg, Mike. Yeah. It, we're, we're literally paying with fire. Yeah. Yeah. Same people who want to take our guns away, but they're sending money there for ammunition and, and firearms and a war. That's crazy, right? I, I just, Mike, I just want free healthcare and college education to be paid for. That's that's, that's like a super, that's a super democratic, you know, talking point. 
But then at the same time, I see Democrats saying like, no, we need to send money to Ukraine. I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like not long ago, Bernie Sanders was saying we need free health care and education. And now everyone forgot all about that. And I, I'm just wondering what happened. What happened to all those people saying that? Do you think it's a bad idea, Mike, spend money on infrastructure projects in America and rebuild America and invest in the American people? You think that's a bad idea? It's what made this country great. For it's what China's doing right now. You know, I don't trust any politician who, uh, when they when they talk about building the country or building back or uh, infrastructure. I don't. I don't trust them. What I do trust are the folks in Orange County. It's funny, right? Well, this, this, but Orange this. County has, I, I, I worked in Irvine for nine years. Yeah. They have some of the cleanest roads. They have the widest freeways. That was all government, in, you that, know, that, infrastructure projects. Why, why is it so nice there? But when you get into L.A. County, it's essentially some areas is like a third world country. And that there's no sarcasm. It's like a third world country. The roads are absolutely terrible. The yeah. schools are a disaster. There's homelessness everywhere. There's crime everywhere. There's zero accountability anywhere. But you go into Orange County where, by the way, their sales tax is 3% less than L.A. County. So what does that tell you? It tells you that those people in Orange County for a long time now know what to do with your money. So if you want to tax me, make sure my roads are beautiful and wide my school systems are good. There are no homelessness. There are no crimes, right? And and homelessness and crimes, uh, unfortunately, they're going to come hand in hand most of the time. You're going to see it. You're going to have it some places. Uh, but for instance, Irvine, I think, is like top five city in the entire country in, in terms of safety. So I was there this last weekend, and I, I was with my fiance, and I told her how many times, like, wow. Is, is this not the greatest place ever? And I bought a, I bought something and it was uh, retail price was like 150 bucks or 145 bucks. And then the total was 153. And I was like, wait a second, the math, I'm doing the math. Sales tax, all seven, three quarter percent, not 10, three quarter percent. And I was like, and look at us, look at us. We're, and look where we're at. Like, look at this place. The sun is always shining. Like it's so damn clean here. Right? So, LA County's getting three more percent for your dollar that you spend, but look at it, man. I think LA County, I've heard Mark Diragos on his podcast talk about this. I think they also levy an additional 1% LA tax on top of everything. Like imagine on gross, yeah. not even on net, on yeah. gross, they yeah. levy a 1% additional tax. So you're, you're right in that regards, Mike, but I don't know. Is it just the fact that, Irvine is a predominantly wealthy uh, area, so you could tax it less and you get more. They also have the Disney money that goes a long way. I, I, I'm, you know, you could do a case study on this. Let's see what happens with DeSantis and uh, and Florida and Disney over there versus Anaheim and Disney over here, because I think a lot of what you're attributing has a lot to do with how good Anaheim and Disney and Orange County played together. It, it, because remember, the five freeway used to be two free two lanes all the way, and then they widened it. They put that carpool lane straight into Disneyland, like all all of that stuff. But LA it, County, it took a long time. I think LA County is like five million people. Well, and, we'll see what happens in and, the next four you, years as people, you know, plenty of 
revenue that can be generated in that city. I mean, plenty. Yeah, um, you're you're right on that. You're right on that, Mike. They they also have they also have the Lakers, the Clippers, the Kings. Yeah, you got they crypto. Have, uh, you got SoFi. Yeah. you've got soccer yeah. fields. You've got venues. You got Hollywood Bowl. You've got the Greek like that. You can put four of those, and that'll equal Disneyland. If you want to put that's six, true. seven of them, it'll equal Disneyland. I mean, that's, that's listen, true. man. The revenue that LA County gets is absurd. It's unheard of. And California is the fifth largest economy in the world. California, yeah, and LA has a lot of that. So you, it's just spending the money, Roth. The problem is these guys, and I feel like we're always having this conversation because it's, it's still frustrating, but these guys don't know how to spend the money because they haven't held a job in their life. Like, do they know what a, what a, what a, a balance sheet looks like or a profit I mean, and loss statement? I don't know, Mike. It, like? it seems like we get stuck in a, we get stuck in a loop of, uh, we get stuck in a feedback loop of we have a problem, we need to raise taxes. Hey, look, we have a problem, we need to raise taxes. Yeah. And just never, you know, it's a it's a feedback loop. Well, there I, is I, a surplus. There is a surplus in the state of California. They have a surplus in the state. And as they should, they're taxing the shit out of you everywhere you look. Yeah. But uh, what they require is when there is a surplus in the state, it goes back to the, to those who pay taxes. But, of course, they didn't. So he found other ways to spread that money out. So we, we got an inflation, uh, an inflation stimulus check, uh, or something along those lines. So uh, was that the gas? I, was that the gas card one? It, 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 I, I just logged into my account and there was, I think, six hundred bucks in there or some something like that. And I looked it up and it's they called it a inflation stimulus or, or uh, inflation some kind of program. And I go, what a funny way of saying tax cut, yeah. you know, a tax refund. Yeah. Why can't you just call it a tax refund? Yeah. Why is that a dirty word? We pay so much taxes. That's it, man. I mean, look at the gas pump. Oh, look at the gas. pump. Oh yeah. I mean, three, two years ago, I, w- I was, I was spending 60 bucks a tank. Now I'm spending yeah. $120 a tank. Well, they, they win. They won. I, I drove a 16 year old truck for 16 years. I yeah. drove a truck for 16 years the same truck took care of it immaculate 175,000 miles mike my ranger you know my ranger and uh i finally bit the bullet i got rid of it i got a hybrid i get 42 miles a gallon now so i went from 15 17 miles a gallon to 42 miles a gallon can you believe that it's a dream come true I just don't understand like your gas bill. I can't imagine your gas bill at home went up three, four hundred percent in the month oh, yeah. of uh, February. Yeah. And, and uh, it, it's okay. Let's again, listen, we're talking politics, but if you've noticed, I've neither said I'm, I, I'm not Republican or Democrat. I'm not, I, I'm not. I, so I don't care one way or the you're other. You're a realist. But let's talk politics. You're, you're rational. I, I, I just, yeah, yeah. I just call it as I see it. We are, these are facts. We have uh, Russia's biggest, one of the biggest exports is energy to Europe. We've stopped that. Uh, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline to Germany randomly got taken care of. Like Biden said, he would take care of it. So uh, he took care of it. It exploded. Uh, and, and America is sending uh, a shit ton of natural gas to Europe at grossly inflated prices. So American companies are making a killing. Europeans are getting screwed over by this, and their politicians are pissed off. Mike, look up articles about this, and so uh, they're calling us warmongers. They're they're and then at the same time, 
like you said, my household energy bill literally doubled and my neighbors tripled because she's got a bigger house. Old lady, she was a school teacher for, you know, how decades. And she all of a sudden she's her 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 bills tripling. So it's it's how does this make sense? You guys, business is basic economics. We're exporting a lot more and it's driving our prices up. This is basic supply and demand. Why is our energy bills going up when we're exporting so much more? It's not a mystery. It's literally causation mm -hmm. is right there. Exactly. It's yeah. for, for the reason why this should just be negotiated and the war should be ended. It should just, everyone should be forced to come to the table. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's my, that's my un unpopular opinion. No. I don't like war. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And your, your uh, previous president didn't have a war under his belt. He actually stopped the war. Well, how do you think this would have happened if, uh, Putin did this during uh, Trump's presidency. I don't think. It what do you think? I don't think it would have happened. You think he would have been scared of Trump? Is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Trump's a like. Trump's a. He's a. He's a loose cannon, though, Mike. That that's. He scared me, though. He's like threatening uh, North Korea. Rocket Man, my button's <laughs> bigger than yours. <laughs> that's crazy. That's, I'm terrified, man. That's, I was like, what? That's that's what you want, man. Unfortunately, I, the guy I, just doesn't. Uh, doesn't know his ego is just so large and he thinks he's talking to his boys all the time you know that's his that's yeah. his issue if he's just scaled it back a bit like DeSantis DeSantis is the same kind of guy right he, he, you, you respect the man you if you're going to negotiate with him you got to take him serious but he knows how to talk he's 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 calm he's cool Trump on the other hand man he'll just he's he's got zero filter and yeah. like you said, it, it it's it scared you and it scared a lot of the other leaders too because I you take him serious. You take him for real, man. Guy, guy's, guy's got a big button on his desk, as he said. Right. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm rooting for Biden because uh, that's another unpopular opinion. I'll tell you why. I'm rooting for Biden because Kamala Harris scares the shit out of me, man. I, I like... I, I go, I light a candle at church. I'll do an extra one for Biden because I just want him to, I want the guy to make it, man. I do not, you know, I, I'm scared of what would happen if she becomes president. Is I'll be honest with you. Is she dumber than rocks or is she a rock? I don't think she's dumb at all, Mike. I think she's very calculated. I, I, I don't know if this is true, but during the debates, I could be wrong. If it's wrong, you call me out on it. But I heard she was a prosecutor and she would get like information about cases she's uh, you know, prosecuting and she'd like set it aside and just wait. And, and it's so that she would rack more wins. It, that's not a good characteristic to have uh, as a leader. You, you know what I mean? It, it's it, that, that kind of stuff scares me. You just have to hear an interview, just one interview of hers and you can make an easy uh, assumption as to what kind of person she is, man. I mean, yeah. even when she doesn't know how to answer a question, she just laughs over it and she's like, <laughs> Mike, I'm very contrarian. Uh, the, the CNBC tells me to buy a stock. I'll sell it. If they're telling me to sell a stock, I'll buy it. I, I just look at what the media wants you to do or is telling you to do. She is nowhere to be – I haven't heard anything about her in three years. Yeah. I have no idea what she's doing. Yeah. Uh, so there's got to be a re reason for that. Yeah, she's obviously not doing any – like like no one believes she's not doing – she's not playing PlayStation 5. She's running – she's the second most powerful person in this country. And we have – I've never heard of what she's doing. I don't know if people are following. What, where do you get your 
news from because I haven't seen any stories about her. Not, you know, when Trump was when Trump was president, what's he doing, where he is, what Pence is doing. I would know like constantly. And I'm not talking Fox News, the the CNN, CNBC, all these. They would cover this stuff constantly. And uh, I, I just don't know. I don't know what she's doing. I haven't heard many stories about it. And uh, I, I, I will say this. We today could have been a disaster for the stock market. I was fully prepared for things to be red and today to be a catchy name for it. And uh, and today it was a up. It was a green day and yeah. it was not a contagion. So I got to give Biden credit, credit where credit is due. You know, Trump had a very similar uh, episode in, in March 19 on my birthday of 2020. It was uh, one of the worst days, and then the stock market quickly rebounded after that. So, I, I, Democrat or Republican, it looks like these presidents are trying to keep it all together, which is good for us. It's good for our next generation. We want America to prosper. We do, Mike. And then, yeah, I, I, I just, I just hope this next batch of politicians steps up, steps up quickly because we need some fresh blood. Uh, on both sides of the aisle. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Three hundred and fifty yeah. million people or I mean eligible, say hundred and fifty million people, whatever, hundred million people, and you get yeah. those two guys. You, it, it, for, okay, forget the presidents. Forget the presidents yeah. who are like seventy plus. Mitch McConnell, yeah. if you're a Republican, yeah. and Nancy Pelosi if you're a Democrat. Democrats, you can't do better than Nancy freaking Pelosi yeah. or Republicans can't do better than Mitch McConnell. But see, it's, really? it's those guys who don't even allow anybody. That's when politics come into play. Like they yeah. don't even allow anybody to either run uh, against no. them or try to challenge them because this is me. They're so powerful. I mean, they yeah. are so powerful. California has been ran by four or five different families for the last hundred years. Did you know that? I did. I did. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, isn't isn't. That's, that's crazy, Mike. Yeah. It, it is. I mean, when you yeah. think about it, yeah. what, what's what's the answer, you guys? I I welcome you. Let ideas. me ask you this question. Do you think politicians are selected or elected? I think they're groomed into power. Is that a is that a does that make sense, Mike? Like they, they're cho they, they're they're given the extracurriculars perfectly. They're they've given the tools. Scooters, they go to the right schools. They go to the Ivy League schools. It's like a path yeah. for success. Yeah, literally. But do you They're, believe in the election process? I, I, I mean, I do. Uh, yeah. But I, you, you have to. It's what America was founded on. Mm. If, uh, if it, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Do I believe in the election process in the sense that yes, power transitions peacefully. That's the one thing America has done since its inception is they powered. They've they've uh, transferred power peacefully. However, I think the system is rigged on both sides, and I'll give you examples of this to keep unchosen people from running. Ron Paul, in I think two thousand and eight, was it as a Republican, he was running, and uh, he won the Nevada. He won he won the Nevada primary, which was supposed to, by Republican rules, allow Ron Paul to speak at the convention, and they didn't let him speak. They just stonewalled him. And, you, and Republicans are playing dirty politics. I'll call them out on it. But Democrats are playing equally as dirty politics. Uh, Bernie Sanders had a certain number of votes. He was supposed to give a speech, and uh, they had 
introduce something called superdelegates so that these delegates can vote however they want. And uh, it's like an electoral process. I think both sides have rigged it to push their chosen candidates forward, and then it doesn't matter who wins. And I think we've had some candidates uh, come to power that maybe nobody expected to win, like uh, Trump was probably one of them, uh, and, and that probably freaked them out. And I don't know. I, 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 I do think that Bernie Sanders had a good grassroots movement behind him, and he just appeared with like a black eye, and he's like, vote for Hillary Clinton. It's the right thing to do. And then he's quietly stepped aside, and I, 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 I suspect something went went on back there. What do, what do you think, Mike? You think what I'm saying is crazy? Uh, is is anything I'm saying inaccurate? No, I think I think you're on to something. Yeah, I think these guys get groomed, but I, I I believe there's a lot of shady stuff going on behind closed doors. Like a lot of shady yeah. stuff. You can, I don't think you can believe everything social media produces. But there's a lot of videos out there that make you wonder and make you go, hmm. Who who would you say is your ideal candidate? Like, if you could choose who you would like to see run for president, who would you pick? Vice president and president. I think Ron DeSantis would, okay. would win a lot of both sides over. And I hate the sides, by the way, like Democrat, Republican. Like, we all have titles, right? And the problem is, is with titles, there's always going to be separation and divide. Divide and conquer, man. Yeah. Law is old as time. And it'll always be that way. We, we, we come back in 150 years, it's going to be just like it is right now. Like, that'll never change. That'll never change. I hope, I hope not. I think he's, um, that guy's ready to go. And he obviously is. He's out there campaigning quietly. He hasn't officially announced that he's running. Don versus Ron, I think it's going to get pretty ugly which I it's it's gonna get ugly. It's it's not gonna be fun, uh, because I wish one of them would just step aside and support one of the you know the other either one. I wish Trump would just step aside and just support him and tell him how to do things and how to treat different leaders in other in other countries. But he's not. I think his ego is way too big to step aside and do that for for him. But uh, I think Desantis is gonna be whenever. He decides to run, which I think it's this year. And if he does win, I think he's a guy who can really bring this country together. Do you think uh, Trump running would fracture the the right and just let it be another uh, you know victory for Biden if he if he makes it, no. or Kamala if she runs? No, I don't. I don't think it's going to be. I don't. You think don't think so. he'll dilute the. You don't think he'll steal steal from the vote like dilute the base. No. Because Trump's got some hardcore supporters behind them. They'll vote only for Trump in a lot of swing states. But there's a lot of Trumps. There's a lot of Trumpers out there who will vote for DeSantis because they're over Trump because he's too much in the eye. He's too much in the yeah. spotlight and he causes too much chaos and people don't want chaos. And yeah, I, I don't. I'm sick of chaos. I'll be honest. And that'll happen if if he wins or if he runs, there's going to be chaos. There's no doubt. Yeah, I I'll tell you my unpopular opinion. Not I, I don't want a politician to run. I think my top two picks would be, if we're going entertainers again like Trump, uh, I would go Adam Carolla, New who is like center. He's like center right. I like Adam. Uh, he's like center right. And I like uh, Jimmy Kimmel. 
and f- take your pick. You want Jimmy Kimmel to be president and Adam Carolla to be vice president? I would love to see a Republican and a Democrat run together. Wow. That'd be the greatest. Well, it, it finally, and young that'd Republican be, and a young Democrat. That'd be interesting. Yeah, people yeah. like people like the outsider. I mean, it's happened. Ronald Reagan, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Donald Trump. I mean, they they like those who aren't politicians because you can relate to them. You know, they're easily relatable. You're an outsider. You're not this squeaky, ugly, greasy politician guy who's been a politician for 30 years. So they yeah. people enjoy the outsider. They like the outsider. Why can't we have a governor who went to Cal State? Huh? What's wrong with that? Why don't you run? I, I, I don't. I, I, I don't want to run. Got, you Mike. got a kid now. You have to have a kid, by the way, if you're going to be a politician. You got to, ha- you know, you got to hold the wife. Got to, got to get a dog. You got to hold the wife's hand. You got to, you know, wave, get on stage, and then she'll be holding the kid. By then, she'll be walking. I, I uh, first of all, I will tell you how I would run for governor. I would go up there, and while they're doing their ha ha ha, I would hold a double double and just bite oh, into it. Everybody would go nuts. Ah take another bite and I'd have like a bag full of double doubles, start throwing them into the crowd. And man, why, why not? You'd get all the uh, weed smokers too, man. Oh man. They finally vote. I mean, they finally remember the day to vote. Do you, do you, uh, do you, first of all, I think California is the greatest state in, in this country by hands down. What makes we it have, the greatest state? We have the beach. You could, you could go to the beach and you could go to the mountains in the same day. Yep. It has the hardest working people I've ever met with some of the hardest working uh, uh, work ethics I've ever met. Uh, some of the most open-minded people I've ever met. Some of the s- smartest, nicest conservatives I've ever met. I worked 10 years almost in Orange County. I've worked for the city of La Habra. I've worked for the city for seven years uh, while, I, while I was uh, going to school. It, it, that, literally, if you Google my name, it says manual labor, uh, unskilled manual labor for the city of La Habra. I, I've seen the politics from the inside and out, and I see how it functions. There's a lot of people that care about their cities, about the state. And I think that turn off the news for a second, uh, everyone listening, and just talk to your friends. You know, if you've written off friends because they're conservative or because they're Democrat, you know, pick up the phone and see how they're doing and how their take is on things and connect. Because like you said, Mike, divide and conquer is is what they want from us. The last thing they want is everyone to come together and, you know, realize how powerful we all are. Exactly. I was at a concert this last Friday, Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks. Is that SoFi? Amazing, right? And I'll tell you, Roth, there wasn't one person in a bad mood. There wasn't any fights. There were no they were all... rough discussions. No, actually, no. I didn't smell much marijuana. Yeah, nobody was really... I smelled it going in, but inside, I figured it'd be hippie galore with Stevie Nicks. Nothing. Not None nothing. of that. My point is, it was so refreshing that 70,000 people at one time for three hours were on the same page, and we were okay. all just yeah. having a good time together. Right. It wasn't even a sporting event where you were going against another guy and you're going to, you know, talk smack to him because he's rooting for the wrong team. It wasn't even that. Like you weren't, there was no division. That's the perfect world. Is it ever going to happen? Never. And like you said, the media is the absolute devil. 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 If nobody watched the media for 30 days, I guarantee you, no TV, no social media, no newspapers, none of it, no articles. 
you would be in such a better place. You know, Mike, we, we cut the cord, my wife and I, when we moved in, we don't have news in this house. We haven't had news for three years. Mm-hmm. I still, I, we just talked about a bank collapse. How did I know about it? I read about it. I studied it. I, why do we need the media to tell us? You'll trust me. Trust me. If you're on social media, you will find out about things yeah. without the media telling you. Well, you and, don't need and, the media. and you're going to get the real news. Yeah. You're not going to get fake news. Media most times is giving you what you want to hear or what yeah. they, they, what they're trying to peddle at least, you know? And it's sad, man, because you can have a story and you can talk facts about a story and you can put on Fox news. They'll tell you something different. It won't be the same story that you heard no. on CNN or MSNBC. And that's, that's not the news. That's not how the news should be. So no. it, 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 it's supposed to be hard hitting, uh, investigatory journalism which uh is unfortunately is gone and uh it's 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 this weird fear-mongering you know uh, the market's always gonna crash if you turn on cnbc every day they tell you apple's gonna crash and every day apple just goes higher if you listen to these people you would have never bought apple at like 60 dollars, and you would have just been waiting when's it gonna go back to 60 these people are just trying to scare you so that you watch the next cycle of what they're going to say, and it's never going to be anything positive, and they're just trying to sell you ads. Uh, it's it's very manipulative. Uh, yeah, I, I, I listened to them. I bought Apple at one seventeen. So I, I, it, it, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, Mike. I uh, you and I talk stocks uh, offline, and we have since before the pandemic. And uh, I got my wife. She's she. Uh, we own Chase. And we were saving up for a house and we had, you know, our house savings. And I think we got like a dollar twenty-five in the interest payment. And I had three hundred dollars or four hundred dollars in Chase stock. And I'm like, look at this. We got a seven dollar dividend payment for a few hundred bucks. And we have thousands and tens of thousands saved. That is our life savings. And they give us a dollar twenty-five. And this is why, this is why you need to have some kind of savings. In stocks, because you, you, you're they're going to eat your lunch. They're going to rob you with inflation mm. if you don't. And and God bless her. She's switched. She did it. She's always understood business. Very smart woman. And uh, she would just buy everyday stuff that she hears us talk about Google, Facebook, and uh, and two and a half years later we check. She's like up a hundred percent, and I'm down twenty five percent. And I check this stuff every day. Yeah, yeah. And that and that's when I switch, Mike. I'm just like I'm just gonna do what she does and just yeah. buy, just buy it and forget about it. Maybe, we'll check it in ten years. Maybe she's on that website that tells you what uh, Nancy Pelosi <laughs> bought the day before. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, Mike, I I uh, to your earlier point today too. You said uh, what kind of stuff don't they teach you about for parenting? And uh, can I share this tip yeah, to, to the audience? We had a blowout. Okay. This is, if you're eating, put it down. Okay. I'm going to tell you, this was, I, are you okay with me telling this yeah, story, please. by the way, Mike? Yeah, so it's a, it's disgusting. Uh, sorry to my daughter Should for embarrassing you a, her. A shit burger with two buns. Or yeah. What? So uh, you can't see it's blurry behind me, but there's a changing table back there. And, uh, we, we go and I made the rookie, my wife's changing the daughter and uh, we made the, the rookie mistake. You always have to have a diaper preemptively go in front of the other diaper. So 
Mike, when you have kids one day, remember this. This is a very, very good life lesson. You have double diaper, okay? You put the diaper on top, the dirty one on top of the clean one. And we didn't do that. So in transition of this, my daughter just like a shotgun blast all against the wall. And I'm just like getting something. I'm not looking up. And I just hear my wife screaming, ah, ah, ah. And I'm like, what? What? She bit you? And then I I look up and I'm looking at the walls and I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) I start screaming. She's screaming. The baby's laughing. It's just chaos. And, uh, and then we just start laughing and, uh, no That's one awesome. prepared us for this, Mike. Pain, painting so, your walls shit brown. Oh my God. That's and no awesome. one prepares you for this. And she's kids. He's laughing hysterical. Did you put that and, video up on TikTok to make sure no, you put the double diaper? I, that's a good one. I, that's a good one. You're write right. Down, You're right, down. Mike. Yeah. I, I, I actually, I'm going to write that down. That's yeah. a, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I'm also working on a video. I'm working on a video, uh, I want to put a phone in the stroller and just show what it's like going on a walk with me and wife from the baby's perspective. Yeah, I like that. Like, yeah. look, look who's talking now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite movies, by the way, John yeah. Travolta. Yeah, yeah. You think they shut down TikTok? I think it's a lot of posturing. and It's funny because we talked about this maybe two and a half years ago. Yeah, I, that was literally the episode. I, I remember that. I, my background is digital marketing, social media. I am an expert on it by all means. I've grown 20 million plus followers uh, on the social medias I've managed. I I will say this, Mike. If the competitors here, America's best tech companies, have to have the government shut down their competition, that doesn't bode well for America and our future. Uh if we can't beat them, shut them down. Is that really what we want? Uh, I, I, I hope they don't. Let me just put it that way. Uh, I, I don't think they will. I think that if the government does shut down TikTok, you'll piss off an entire generation of kids who will be empowered to vote. And uh, you won't like how they vote because, trust me, they're not going to vote for you people. And uh, they'll go on. And if they do shut down TikTok, I see a competitor very quickly taking its place. It won't be Instagram uh, with their highly polished uh, content and shitty algorithm and music choices. It will not be Instagram. What do you think, Mike? Do you think they'll shut it down? Mm, I think you made a good point. I think, uh, right, they, politicians tend to talk to every four years. So yeah. maybe maybe they remember. But I, I think people have a short-term memory. I don't think they're going to go to the ballot booth and remember if you know they shut down TikTok, if they're going to vote for you or not. Do you, do you know how much the average user uh, spends on TikTok? The, how many minutes a day? A day? Um, yeah. Um, I'll take a guess and say two hours. Yeah, that's spot on. It's 120 minutes a day on average. You don't think those people are going to remember who took away a movie's worth of content from their lives no, every day? Like you said, something else will come out and take its place and they'll forget about no. it. No. Fair enough. I I sure as hell don't think they'll go to Twitter and Instagram where all all us old people are. It's not cool. It's not what they're looking for. They don't care to tweet. And uh, they're sick of Instagram and the highly polished, uh, you know, talking about social media. If Elon Musk wants to win over as Twitter, he's got to bring back fine. That literally was the first short form video 
uh, and they took it down. Stupid move on Twitter's part. They would have been dominating, and they, you gave way to uh, TikTok for yeah. for this. Uh, my prediction, Mike, I want to say it on your show. I predict that we will start seeing uh, curated algorithms in China. There's a TikTok is called Duin, and then I, I'm very familiar with China. I've lived in China for a month, and TikTok is called Duin over there, and their algorithm promotes math and science and educational content that's what the algorithm pushes uh, and there's a time restriction on children uh it's very you know it's 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 social engineering for the better and our algorithm it's based on attention where the attention is that's what it'll give to you and it's very good at picking out what you're into and if it's sports it'll give you sports if it's business it'll if you're into if you're into uh, uh, smelting gold and silver, it'll give you smelting gold and silver. Or if you're into Neil Diamond, it'll give you all the Neil Diamond you want. Mm-hmm. It'll figure the, it'll figure you out. Yeah. So I think in the future, you'll either be able to curate the algorithm how you want it, more education, et cetera, or, uh, or a competition will come out, a competitor will come out and allow you to do these things. Well, it's funny it's how only China is trying to grow their kids into educating them yeah while they're trying to dumb us down over here and it's chinese chinese based app right tiktok i mean it it is it's a chinese company but there's a there's an american division you go to san i think it's what santa monica you'll see the 10 cent headquarters is right there uh so it's a global. i would say it's not a chinese it's a global company yeah but uh i i think mike it comes down to what we said I think it's uh, our politicians are too old and they don't know any better. It's too late in the game. They're pre-internet, literally pre-internet, pre-dial phones, their rotary phone generation, probably uh, Pony Express generation, some of them. Uh, and I, I, this is why you need younger politicians. And I'm not trying to be ageist, okay? But you see, you see them grilling like Mark Zuckerberg or some of these tech executives. I remember famously they asked Mark Zuckerberg, they're like, why is Google track me when I go to these places? And he's like, I don't know, man. I invented Facebook. Take that up with Google. <laughs> <laughs> right. A little out of touch. But the new generation of, of politicians are kind of scary too. I mean, like who, who, AOC, AOC scares AOC. the shit out of me. That girl really, is, ooh, yeah, she's like, it's like beyond. They're 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 beyond reality. They're so out of touch. I, I, it's funny you say that, Mike. She's. I feel like she was more of a wild card when she first ran, and now she's like playing ball and and she's like starting to walk the line you know what i mean she's she's voting pro-war when before old aoc would never have done that kind of thing Mm. she's walking the line i don't know what they tell these people behind closed doors but she's not as radical as she used to be and give it 37 more years and uh she'll be the next nancy pelosi watch we'll be following mike sarah will be following what aoc stock trades are uh you know just uh, we'll we'll make that website for her and we'll just be like <laughs> well this was awesome man anything else you want to yeah. share i have mike can i share you a list of uh some things my wife uh recommended that i share with uh the the people listening yeah can i uh yeah let's hear it yeah i'll i'll, I'll rattle this off real quick cherish every moment and every day because 
children, they change day by day. The noises they make change day by day. It's like our daughter learned how to smile as of a week ago. And like, she literally knows how to smile now. Whereas before it was like, ah, and then she starts crying. Like she smiles and then starts crying. She's like, that was the wrong move. I'm meant to cry. So uh, cherish it. And you go to work, Mike, you come home and they're different. And it's it's crazy how quickly it's changing. Uh, listen, my, my wife literally walked in during the during our episode and she handed me this post-it note and it says absorb and accept all the advice you get from other parents Uh, they've been through it and uh, it sounds like craziness until you're going through it yourself too here's my advice don't stock up on formula because they can suddenly change their mind children suddenly change their mind on what they like and my wife says this is called develop aversion and it means basically they're sick of drinking the same thing uh, day in and day out Mm. and uh, you'll get stuck with formula So the other thing she wanted to say is going from pooping three times a day to once a day at about a month old is normal. Don't freak out. Mm. And uh, they make the cutest, funniest faces when they're pooping. And uh, if you if you want to learn more about what we're learning and going through, R.E.E.L. parents, real parents on Instagram, TikTok, on on, on our website, feel free, join our newsletter and. I'm just trying to give back to the things that, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't know any better, Mike. So I'm figuring it out and I'll give it to you and I'll, I'll share it with everyone who wants to learn. It's like a fun little hobby on the side for me. It. And it's, it's, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Mike. Uh, it's, it's a, it's very good idea. It's a very smart idea. Real parents, R E E L parents. Is that a website too? Yes, it's a, it's a, it's a website. I'll share it. I'll share it with you uh, after this as well. And, you know, I, I really, I have a lot of fun whenever we do these podcasts, Mike, and uh, I hope we get to do this again soon. Yeah, we will. Is it realparents.com? Uh, I believe so. Yes. Okay. And uh, I'll, 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 I'll confirm it. Uh, I'll confirm it immediately after this. But yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Okay, good. Sounds like you haven't gotten much rest. No, I'm trying. (laughs) Well, whatever whatever the link is, I'll put in the show notes for people to just click it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, this is fun, man. It's always a good time. We always have great conversations. It's a lot of fun. We have to do this several, several times again. So I always look forward to these. It's a lot of fun. Likewise, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for having me on. Have a wonderful night. Thank you, Mike. You got it. Thank you, everyone. We'll uh, keep in touch and uh, be well. Tell the wifey and Sarah I said hello and give them give them my love. We'll do, Mike. We'll Amen. do. We'll say hi from us and you know, thank you, Mike. Thank you.